0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Hit The Post. Me and Harry are back after quite a long break and we're going to try our best to give you some winners over the course of the Goodwood Festival. Harry, how are you doing after the break? What race are you looking forward to the most next week?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, it's, Which one? It's got, to be, it's, got to be, it's got to be the Sussex really, hasn't it? Um, but yeah, no, I'm doing all right, mate. Good to be back. Yeah, I, I thought you were thinking how are you doing is a good
0: question. I was like, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty standard that. Yeah, the Sussex is the one that I was uh, looking forward to the most. It's just a shame that we're not going to get to see Palace Pier. Um, the Sussex is on Wednesday, so we'll get to that last. Um, we're just going to do a pod for Tuesday and Wednesday, and then we're going to do one for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, we'll probably throw in some Galway fancies in the second edition as well, so that one might be a little bit longer. But uh, we'll get started on the Tuesday. Um, the horse that you tipped up to win the Coventry at quite a nice price is the current favorite for the vintage stakes do you think that he'll handle this step up in trip and do you think he'll win
1: um yeah yes and yes really um yeah we 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 did mention him on the pod um gave a a solid case for him to win there i think we put it up at 22 so yeah we're, we're very much in hand at the moment with Berkshire shadow and to be honest with you i think he can go on again um there's an interesting stat that um i haven't even told you yet uh this race um in the last 10 years eight favorites have won and the only other two winners that weren't favorites were second favorite and third favorite so it's definitely won for the top of the market here um mm. and to be honest i have it between berkshire shadow and lucille the second favorite so um, do i yeah so uh, to be honest with you i might be slightly biased because i i did back berkshire shadow at ascot and i was really pleased with him um Lucille though will will prove to be a worthy adversary I think um obviously by NEMAS and his two-year-olds fly and he's not done half bad with his three-year-olds this year either to be fair um but no I think he can handle the step up and trip and I just like the way that he's got that he sort of races behind the bridle and he has a change of gear and does look there, there might be a fair amount of pace in here there's uh that's the uh mark johnson runner, uh, austrian theory we've got the acropolis in here as well angel blur who should go forward um lucille ran just over a couple of weeks ago now and he was quite impressive but i'm not too sure whether he's beaten much um so yeah i think it would it could just pay to keep it straightforward and back box shadow at about two to one i think you can get for him so i think that's more than fair
0: yeah, I'm I'm happy to just agree with you that one of the top two in the market wins. Um, I'm quite surprised to see Angel Blur has actually been declared because yeah. he only he only ran yesterday, didn't he? Yeah. Um, behind New Science, uh, I can't really have Secret Strength. Um, that's rightly priced up at forty to one. I don't really like the Acropolis on the back of his last two runs. Um, I, I was going to say Loose ale, just to be awkward and had a bit of competition mm. against your Baxter Shadow, but Baxter Shadow probably does get it done. He's finished his races like with a proper wet sail at the end, hasn't he? Mm. And I think the step-up in trip will suit him. So yeah. uh, as boring as it is, I would be with the favourite in this. It's it's worth mentioning that Lucille has ran over seven furlongs before and he's won. Yeah, um, And he had find in behind him who's quite highly thought of but was beaten at one to three uh some point some point last week um and the horse in eight on his win over seven furlongs um won a nice little maiden at sandown um very impressively on the 22nd of july and um, you
1: mentioned you couldn't fancy angel blur um that horse has actually beaten loose as he's well beaten Lucille,
0: yeah. albeit it was over six on soft true um, this is going to be over seven on good Look, um, for the July stakes, one of my mates, um, he was very keen on loose ale. Um, there's a lot of horses from his debut at York that have gone on to win. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Spitting Feathers is one of them and Dark Moon Rising is another one. They've both gone on to win. So he's quite a strong fan of loose ale. Um You might not be against me, but I think we'll both be against him. And that should make for a lively start to Tuesday.
1: Yeah, I think... Um... So look at, looking at the uh, the actual stats of this race as well, and, and in the last 10 years, um, nine of the 10 horses have won their previous out-in as well. So to be honest, it, it does look like a two-horse race, let's be honest. Um, and in places, they are joint favourite, but I think Berkshire Shadow is value at 2-1, to one, as crazy as that sounds. I'm glad you're pulling these
0: stats out because I've done little to no research, <laughs> to be honest.
1: Yeah, well to be fair i haven't prepped too much um we're still a fair way away so we might struggle sort of wednesday thursday friday but tuesday there's there's no excuses mike so you should yeah you should uh, have stuff at up. least there's two day decks for tuesday that's all i'll say yeah you know we know that
0: 98 percent of these horses are going to be running on the tuesday um my, my preparation has just not been great. I've been busy with work and we had people around for a barbecue yesterday. I could barely actually watch the racing at York, etc. But I watched the King George. That was a fantastic race. And I'm glad that we've uh, finally got a good Derby winner. The first in five or six years. So uh, that's something to look forward to. The Ark's going to be a great race this year. Oh, yeah. Speaking of ADR, uh Godolphin have... the. F- two market leaders in the lennox the next race um do you think a dolphin can win it because this this race looks pretty
1: stacked um yeah it does so there's two qualms i'd have with each of the good horses so uh space blues i mean let's be honest he's getting on a bit but in this division it, it, it doesn't really yeah uh, it doesn't really matter but seven furlongs is a, is a weird distance these are for horses that are not sprinters but not milers by the by the same token and um i know space blues was campaigned uh overseas pretty much since haydock last june um he's been to ireland he's been to france he's been to saudi i think in Ryadar, um then Maidan, so he's been on the go he's been globe but he's been winning um he did run really quite poorly in Maidan, i thought um and that race has has really not sort of held up afterwards um he's off a break so i'm not too sure if he should be this short um i mean he's better than all of these that's just that's just there for everyone to see isn't it but at the price i'm i'm quite happy to try and take him on um creative force as well has been plenty busy this year he's had well i think he'll be on his sixth run this time um I don't think the, the, the fifth last time out really blights the coffee book, to be quite honest with you, because he wasn't beaten very far, was he? Um, I think there was a matter of lengths in it, yeah. It was a neck, a neck, short head, a length and a quarter from Starman. They all kind of finished in a in a heap. So, I mean, on form, you have to give him a chance. But the one I might play um, at a half-decent price, about 15 to 2 at the moment. I know this is going to sound obscene, but Kinross... Um, yeah. I think they've gone. <laughs> that doesn't sound obscene to me at all. No, I think no. I, I think they finally found his distance and the way to ride him. Um, so he won at, at Haydock, I believe. Um, over seven furlongs in a Group Three, and the form stacked up really well. So he beat Unyord that day, Glorious Journey, Toro Strike, Safe Voyage, who's in this race as well. I think he could be value at the prices.
0: Well. I think I agree with you, again. <laughs> I don't really want to, but it's a tricky one. Um, the the one that sprung to mind for me was Creative Force. Yeah. But I don't want to back against Space Blues.
1: Look, Space uh, Blues won this last year as well. He, he,
0: he won it last year. I, I'd just be a little bit worried. Um, horses coming back from Maidan tend to run a little bit below par on their... UK return, um, sort of Mishriff in the Eclipse. He was really quite poor in the Eclipse um, by his standards and he much improved to come second in yesterday's King George where he beat Home Love. (sighs) So I want to write off Space Blues based on that, as much as I like the horse. And I really like Creative Force but I don't want to back against Space Blues so I'd just play the each way angle and I'd agree that Kinross is the bet. He looked... A much improved animal down at mm. seven furlongs. And I think that keeping him at this trip will definitely bring out more improvement from him. He was backed off the boards that day. So obviously someone knew he was going to win. Um, I can't understand why safe voyage is shorter than him in the betting. He was very impressive at Chester, but it was a super weak race, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was. It was bang average.
0: It, it's a tricky one. Because realistically, one of the Godolphin ones should win it, but none of them are each way prices. So I'd I'd go with Kinross.
1: It's it's interesting as well that the favourites do have a a really good record in their seven of the last ten of one. There's been some joints and the joints have come second. So, I mean, those towards the top of the market on trends definitely have a, a better chance.
0: And the draw will play a part as well.
1: Yes, good um, point.
0: Come to think of it, I've just seen
1: Ken Ross is drawn thirteen. That's not ideal around Goodwood. Bretton Rock uh was drawn fifteen and he managed to win. Bretton Rock, what a horse. <laughs> he was fifty to one that day. Um,
0: I remember I remember him. He used to finish with a proper wet sail all the time.
1: But yeah, no, you're right. Those drawn sort of zero to ten over seven furlongs here seems to definitely have um a slight advantage. St-
0: stall one's always a bit of a tricky one, unless you've yeah. got a Mark Johnson horse coming out of it
1: so creative force is drawn two um and then we've got space blues who's drawn 12 and then kinross who's drawn 13 so yeah okay the, the draw will be interesting you'll have to keep an eye out over the course of the week
0: this might be time for my first wild swing of goodwood
1: go on escobar at 33s you'll probably get extra places as well
0: yeah he's drawn in 14 but that could suit because he's usually dropped in.
1: And there's um, pace all around him as well.
0: He ran a really nice race last time at Sandown. He was just a length and three quarters behind Magical Morning. Um, May Danny finished two places ahead of him. And May Danny will probably win the opener, the handicap, on the Tuesday. So that'll probably boost his form. And he was fourth, uh, third in this race last year at 40 to one. Mm. which suggests to me that he quite likes Goodwood. Am, am I right in thinking he's ran very well in the Goodwood mile handicap before as well? Or am I imagining that?
1: No, no, you're spot on.
0: Yeah. He was third to beat Lebon.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so Escobar looks a tad overpriced.
1: He's not been think, running
0: poorly at all this season.
1: No, I was just about to say, I think you can pretty much check out his Royal Ascot run as well. Um, he was sort of never going that day. And I think he was on the wrong side in that race. So, yeah he might represent some uh, each way value.
0: I, I certainly think he's probably better value than Kuzam. I I think Kuzam just <laughs> Kuzam wants all weather and a mile looking looking at his form. Yeah. You know, he he beat Mum's Tipple by five lengths at Lingfield and then since then he's come four for four over a mile on turf and eight for 13 over six furlongs on um Newcastle's Tapia. So that's that's probably my best shot of a wild swing. Uh, I've also got a lot of time for Pogo, but I don't think he's going to be up to this level. Ran a Belter in the Queen Queen Anne, though, five lengths behind Palace Pier. It's say it's quite a stacked race.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it, but, there's there's quite a lot of strength in depth for for what it is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I think it might pay to just try and keep it simple with one of the top three. Um, personally, I'd. I'd, I'd probably be on Kinross.
0: Duke, Duke of Hazard looks generally quite poor this year, but I don't think yeah. you can ignore his record at Goodwood, can you? Three wins, one second and a fifth in a Group 2. I think that he showed some sort of return to his top form when he was third to the Glorious Journey in Motokai last time out. So, shoving back at a course that he really likes, and he could go well as well. I, I just wouldn't take the risk on him. Um, one good run this season wouldn't warrant enough for a little bet. Mm. Yeah, I most of the field there. I, I was just. I, I know I have tendency to cover a lot of the field.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't I think... mean
0: I'm gonna bet on them. It just means I'm gonna give them honourable mentions.
1: Yeah, I think we've we've covered with the honourable mentions. So All Kim right. Ross.
0: Uh, Kim Ross and Escobar, yeah.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: Uh, the 3.35, a good one to This one should be over quite quickly, shouldn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it should. Um, I'll
0: say true, Shan. I'll say Stradivarius. Move on to Wednesday.
1: Perhaps I won't say true, Shan, because... I'd I be mean, amazed if you didn't. Yeah, well, the ground's good at the moment, and I'm not sure if they're forecast rain. Do you know?
0: Um, A little bit of rain. Mm-hmm. I uh, believe I read that earlier.
1: No, okay. They had
0: 13 mils overnight, I believe.
1: Well, uh, let's say... Okay, so I'll I'll make it straightforward for you. So I'd say on the day, if it's if there's any sort of soft in the going description, I think he would warrant a bet. Um, Stradivarius. is eleven
0: to two, if that's the case. Yeah,
1: I know, but he's not going to usurp uh, Strada's favourite, is he? Let's be honest. Nope. So still represent value against him. Um, Stradivarius has bid him for his fifth win in this race now. Um, I think though at this point in time the bet could be spanish mission at 11 to 2 and i would go even stinkier and do spanish mission without the favorite i think you could probably get about perhaps nine to four i think that would be a cracking bet
0: i I think you're probably right there
1: i couldn't put you off the um,
0: price you'd get I, i don't think that I'll be back in Spanish Mission because he seems to, like he's a, he's a horse I really like, but he just doesn't win when I back yeah, him. And he wins, I, he wins when I don't. Um, It's, just, it's a confusing one, this. A, a lot of people are saying Strads finished, but I don't think he was. I don't think he's finished. I just think he was given a god awful ride last time out.
1: Yeah. Do you Small, think it was a bad ride?
0: Of course it was a bad ride. He, he held him up like he was riding the frigging Concorde. Right. he's got a turn of foot but it's not that potent especially against a Mark Johnson leader when you've given him 10 lengths turning into the bend
1: Order of St George would have picked him up
0: possibly <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know I think that he's the right price but at the same time he's drawn stall one and he's not going to make calls. so he's going to have to drop in he's probably going to get caught on the rail um, I assume there'll be a cutaway there usually is
1: there
0: so is, yeah. he, he might have to use that or oh, Frankie might try and bring him around the outside like he's done in his previous Goodwood Cup wins
1: but there was Ma- one there was one renewal where he looked like he was beaten and managed to come through a gap that pretty much wasn't there so yeah his, was that when he beat
0: Nath Road it
1: was yeah so he showed that he can get down and dirty
0: yeah I, I mean he, he's not a bet for me I probably won't have a bet in this race um, would
1: you would you not like Emperor of the Sun each way? Because uh, we both fancied him each way in the Gold Cup. And I think he also was given quite a bad ride. But let's be honest, he finished fifth. He finished he came, ahead yeah. of Stradivarius. It was a good run from an improvement yeah, he was, there.
0: He was one place behind Strad. He was nine lengths behind Strad. but
1: Oh, right, yeah.
0: You see, I backed him each way with four places and he came fifth. <laughs> so that means he's blacklisted for at least the next two races. Can't be giving him another chance. I mean...
1: He might oh. be better.
0: He might, he might be better down at two miles. He's never ran over two miles in his career before. No. So I guess he's he might be worth a chance. Some bookies are differing on the prices. Some are 16s, some are 25s.
1: 25s would be a decent bet each way, I think.
0: I, I don't think that um Amran the Buffane... I've said it wrong again because I still don't know <laughs> how to pronounce it. I don't think he's a stupid bet because... He's probably going to bounce out and make all, I would say, just like yeah. he did at the Curra. I and mean, He was pretty relentless at the Curra, wasn't he? He I would, think, yeah. I think he's overpriced at 33s. I'd say that he's the best of the O'Brien bunch. Just because he's finished, what, what, 50 lengths behind Subjectivist? 54 lengths behind Subjectivist? It doesn't mean he's a rubbish horse. I don't think that his race was ridden to suit at all. And he just probably didn't stay the extra four furlongs that he needed. But if he's going to go out and make all around Goodwood, I think that it's highly likely he could do that. What What about Sir Ron? What do you think? Uh, I really like him, but he's probably just an understudy to um, subjectivist, isn't he? Because but he can't turn up.
1: Johnson does so well at Glorious Goodwood. It's his I, meeting.
0: That's true. I, I don't think that... He'll stay two miles, Sir so Ron. I know that he's a half-brother to Subjectivist, possibly even a full. Yeah. Um, but he, I just thought that his run at York was quite bad. I, I expected him to win that, and he's been beaten by Spanish Mission and Santiago over one mile six.
1: Right, fair yeah,
0: enough. Fair, fair enough, he won over a mile six on his debut, and he was second in a ledger. But one mile... ah, it's It's a tricky one
1: it is um i think it's worth pointing out as well that as uh, again this looks to be a race that tends to favor the top end of the market as well there's only been one horse outside of the first three in the betting in the last 10 years it's actually one so i think this it could it could pay to uh pay to keep it simple again i think to be quite honest and that was that was brown panther and he was 13 to 2 so
0: are you trying to pour cold water on my 33 to 1 bonfire yes all right i won't even bother trying to make a case for the 66 to 1 shot with noodle arms crowley on board then
1: <laughs> oh no no go on i think it would be quite comical all
0: right well tell me i remember um a couple of weeks ago i was at my mum and dad's house and uh, we were just minding our own business watching the racing it was a uh, john smith's cup day and hookham was uh running in the silver cup and they were turning for home and my dad just points to this horse in the blue cap and he goes who's this he's cruising and i'm like oh i think it's away he goes and he was absolutely swinging you know i just don't think he got home but i've looked through his back form he's only ran over two miles once he was just six legs behind subjectivist
1: right down, um, isn't
0: in Maidan while yeah. giving subjectivist seven pounds Make of that what you will. He beat home Spanish Mission that day. He beat home Mekong, who reopposes but has no chance. So again, I think he's overpriced at 66 to one. I'm just waiting for to see a bookie that's offering four places because I can't.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't see
0: one offering four places, so I'm gonna I'm not gonna back both of Amran Bafane and away he goes.
1: Probably I'm not just... sure if they even will offer four. There's only eleven.
0: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that at the two-day stage, they've decided what place. up what places they were offering yeah so i'm gonna narrow it down to one of them and have about a quarter of a point each way on (laughs) and i don't think that they're ridiculous shouts for for an 11 runner race i've I've seen worse
1: yeah i have seen worse but i don't think it's the horse Senior your level
0: no but just know if he wins whether i've backed him or not i'm i'm taking all credit for it
1: okay yeah i'll give you that
0: Especially considering Crowley's going to be riding, and you'll just be even more fuming if he wins.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: I just think he, he's borderline underrated. I think because just because of his trainer, but his trainer had a Group Three winner yesterday um, in the shape of Zane Claudette. Yes. So I I just don't see any reason why this fella can't run that well. He he's a good horse. He, I think he's always been quite a good horse. Um, he needed to be gelded to get the best out of him because he used to get proper worked up, didn't he? But um, he's, he's a nice horse, and his trainer's operating at 43% strike rate.
1: So yeah, they're in good form.
0: We can uh, we can have a quid each way on him at 66s.
1: we well, am going at small stakes.
0: Well, he's 30 phrase with Sky. To be honest, someone knows. Someone knows. <laughs> do you want to move on to Wednesday?
1: Yes, let's do it.
0: Okay, Dok. So, Wednesday, Goodwood. The first group race of the day is the Oak Tree Stakes. I had a look at this one with a mate yesterday who was around for the barbecue, and we decided this was a beautiful race. Plenty of angles to look at.
1: Oh, really? The, quite the contrary to my view, then. So, if you want to kick us off here. Yeah.
0: Um. Okay. <laughs> well, the favourite probably is worthy of being favourite. Came Sixth in the Falmouth on just her Fifth career start when Seemingly given absolutely no chance A 40-1 trade in the market and only two And a quarter lengths behind um, Snow Lantern The eventual winner uh, I think she's the favourite anyway She, <laughs> she was favourite on Sky when I was looking at it But Racing Pose isn't seeming to Show any odds um, She's yeah. top on overall ratings Happy Romance Don't think she'll get seven furlongs although i really like her i think she's more of a sprinter sacred back down to seven furlongs again really like her light refrain won a really nice race at york beating the dream but i think spencer was just taking a mick on the dream a little bit and the dream is going to be a hell of a lot better at this seven furlong trip um oh i don't really know what to make of seven furlongs are probably her best trip bouncer blues has just been hitting her head against the crossbar Agincourt, can't really give her a chance. I don't know why she's rated over 100. (laughs) Dan Daller wants to go back down to sprinting. We saw something of a revival from her at Ascot, but she was pretty below par behind Light Refrain at York. Highfield Princess, definitely worth a go in a group race after slaughtering the field in the Balmoral Handicap. The second actually come out and won the International yesterday, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Actually, she's won. Uh, she won a listed race on the all-weather. I didn't know that. She won a listed race on the all-weather three weeks ago, beating Double Or Bubble by a neck. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see what price she opens up. Uh, I'm just looking through the rest of them now, and I don't think I was too keen on any of them. Uh, but the ones that I've mentioned, I'll be looking to see what prices they open up. Would um, you
1: like to? Would you like to uh, reaffirm your mentions?
0: Yeah, so Just Beautiful is a worthy favourite. I like Sacred at seven furlongs. That's definitely going to be her trip. I think the Dream can get the better of Light Refrain over the extra furlong. Um, Onassis, I don't really think can win this, but I think she's better at seven furlongs than any other trip. Uh, And then what did I say? I said I don't like Bounce the Blues. (laughs) I don't like Happy Romance. Uh, I don't like Dandala and I'm only going to be interested in Highfield Princess if she's a double-figure price. But there is one that I haven't mentioned.
1: Oh, Oops. here we go. <laughs> you ten, ten,
0: ten to one on Sky. <laughs> and the one, that, <laughs> the one that caught my eye the most, um, Valeria Messalina. Yeah. Yeah, so I believe she's ten to one on Sky. Um, in only her fifth career start, she was a short head behind one master in this exact race. Uh, beating home the likes of Altika, who has won two Group 1s abroad. Um, Ajin caught well down the field that day as well. I, I, she's not really done anything of note since. She's not actually won a race since a Group 3 in Cork. Um, she, she's been highly tried in Group 2s and Group 3s, though. And although this seems like it's a stacked race, they're all probably Group 3 level. Um, so, 10 to 1. She's in each way, but Valeria Messalina.
1: I just that's really good. like the
0: one master form.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. Sorry so to you, wear on. Yeah, so you've mentioned 27 of, of the 28 runners there.
0: All of that just for one selection.
1: And that was the 10 to one shot? Yes. Okay. Well, I, I
0: apologize. I can't be more conclusive.
1: Yeah, no, that's fine because I'm going to be even less conclusive. Okay. I don't fancy any of these.
0: No, uh, you, you, you're you too scared to just pick one out. I can't pick one out. You you just look at a race and you're like, oh, I don't like this. And then you just <laughs> don't even bother picking one horse. I'd rather like name six or seven and then give the listeners a little tidbit of information for them to sort of think, right, well, I like what you said about this one, but I don't like what you said about this one. So I'll roll this one out of uh, my calculations.
1: OK, uh, all right. I'll give you I'll give you one which I, I expect that she might be a decent price um you you did touch on her but I think a high field princess could I mean it's not a handicap so the weights aren't gonna be well they're all running off levels so I don't think she's chucked in by any means but I think she's much better than the mark of 92 um she's buying night of thunder out of a mare. Dane Hill mare i think she's just went from strength to strength this season and like you say uh the form uh had a boost this weekend i think that she could represent some each way value and what could be a big field with extra places and that's me okay. that's me properly nailing my colors to the mast in a race that i've no real opinion so hope you're grateful <laughs> <laughs> no
0: i i am i mean i'm i might still back the horse i'm just going on odds checking now to see what price she is okay okay uh so highfield princess is tens worst price sevens and valeria messalina is best price tens worst price eights so we're both in the two, same two ball pack ones, I, I can't understand why happy romance is eights. she's a she's a good horse but i just don't think she's a seven furlong horse
1: no and she clearly likes Newbury, doesn't she?
0: She clearly likes Newbury, yeah. And um, she's run over seven furlongs once. She was nine lengths behind Alcohol Free. The Dream was in front of her that day. Isabella Giles was in front of her that day, and so was Dandala. I can't have happy romance. <laughs> but I also can't have Isabella Giles and Dandala. So <laughs> the Dream, the Dream's a nice price at eight. She's definitely if if you were to give me six to five about the dream to beat light refrain in a head-to-head i'd almost snap your hand off and stick that right in a knacker there you six go to, six to five is not a price that i'd get involved with at a single but the dream will definitely finish ahead of light refrain i'd say
1: oh there you go if you want to play the head-to-head markets i think you've got <laughs> something better is that the first time i've done a head-to-head tip i think um, no i don't think it is knowing me i probably not knowing you mate. i'm
0: not I'm always looking at stupid markets. Just tip a winner and get it done. But no, this, this race is... It's stacked with g- good group three level fillies, I'd say. There's not yeah. a single standout group one filly in there. But it's definitely going to be an entertaining race.
1: Yeah, I can disagree.
0: Um, the Molcombe men. Uh, I have a feeling I know who you're going to say for this. But I'll let you uh, kick us
1: off. You have a feeling... Oh, go on, who's that? No, you, you say... Really? OK, so again, I wouldn't have a, a massive opinion. So I can see that Ryan Moore's jocked up on two of Hannon's. Do we know if Gubas is going here or if he's going to the July Sticks?
0: The July Sticks has already been ran.
1: Uh, yeah, but he's he's no, the Richmond. Sorry, the Richmond.
0: Ah, the Richmond. Um, yeah. I don't know. From, Who? from the betting, I would assume... That Gobas isn't going here because I certainly would not have him at six to one.
1: Right. Okay. That's that, who I that, thought you were going to say. It it muddies things a little bit for me. um I it, it doesn't look as if uh, Canonized has actually dropped up yet. Is that who you like? I would be interested in Canonized. Yeah, depending on the price. What what are, what are they saying for Canonized? 16's best price 12's worst. Yeah, so I think that she could be each way value on the day.
0: She's won at this track hasn't she before?
1: Yes, course and distance winner. Um I think yeah, that could be each way value, but I'm not sure whether the filly will actually end up here. Um it's quite sort of cloudy as to where most of these horses going to going to end up, but I couldn't put you off Mojo Maker or, or either. But yeah, it's not a race that I have a very strong opinion in to be quite honest with you, I wouldn't be rushing to have a bet in this.
0: It certainly looks more stacked than previous years, Malcolms. Yeah. Who won it last year? Steel Ball? Yes. And Liberty Beach the year
1: before. So who did you, just out of interest, you thought I was going to say Kubas, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I he would be the bet. Um, It's just, I have no idea which race he's turning up in. Okay. And You've, you've, you seems to think that he might not go here because if he does, six to one, is ludicrous.
0: Six to one's ludicrous. I, that's the only reason I don't think he's going here.
1: Yeah, because
0: if he is going here, surely he's at four to one. And you can less. see
1: Ryan's actually jocked up on armour as well as mate, so perhaps he's he's
0: three to one in places for the Richmond. So I'd assume he's going there.
1: Yeah, um, we'll get to the Richmond, but what we'll do you fancy for this race? So.
0: Gobas Yeah. <laughs> to to win a super sprint like that on just your second start, it was absolutely relentless.
1: It was a good performance.
0: Uh, Chipotle got absolutely murdered in running. So I can understand why Chipotle is a shorter price than gobas for this. I don't
1: uh, I, see. I don't. I don't think that. So what, what was the other horse? um Vintage Claret. I don't think either of them had any hard luck stories. To be quite honest with you. Chipotle did he wasn't murdered in running he was watch if the it, replay i have there were there were three gaps that he could have gone through if quick enough and fundamentally he didn't i think the race panned out best on the far side i think that's where all the pace was the two market leaders were in sixes and sevens about who they should be following and got themselves into all kinds of trouble it was poor rides on both of them
0: always the story in the super sprint though isn't it when um sure a rebel was fancied for it he came fourth for fifth he was just too far back thought he could do uh, too much at the finish and he just wasn't capable
1: fair enough and to be fair it, it it wouldn't be the first time where i've disagreed the horse got murdered in running do you remember the last ho- high profile horse that got absolutely no run whatsoever and i said ah oh, don't worry we'll be winning anything in a hurry do you remember who that was um it was last
0: year i believe don't be mad i can't <laughs> in in the queen anne the queen anne oh who even won last year's queen anne
1: it was the valley little horse uh, who's oh the, circus, circus maximus. maximus yeah
0: yeah and you were on about mahafa
1: <laughs> yeah so and i can the sussex yeah i can be i can be wrong about that you um, offered me
0: 10 to one on mahafa and you're still not paid out by the way
1: well it was never in writing <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I I wouldn't be rushing to back Chipotle again. To be quite honest with you.
0: Okay, so it wins, he wins.
1: Yeah, L- probably <laughs> that. Um,
0: Fear by or Fear B? What? How? It's Fear buy, isn't it? Um, Ed has yeah, been having a nice time of things lately with his two-year-olds. He's actually got a 50% strike rate in the last two weeks. Probably warrants his place at the top of the market, considering he's top on ORs. Um,
1: he beat Mojo Maker as well.
0: By five lengths.
1: Yeah, he he fairly hosed up that day.
0: Yeah, Good
1: was Chabu a completely was different
0: track. Tracks of sand down though. Yeah. So I uh, I don't know. I'd I'd just be with Goodbass because I think he's got more improvement in him. But if Goodbass doesn't go, I'd be with Fairby.
1: I think that's a more than fair assessment of this race. It's tough, isn't it? This race.
0: It's it's tough.
1: I would be on Canonized each way if if she ends up sending up as well because she'll get an allowance as well. And I think she's That's just true. improving all the time.
0: I think she might be a Lover filly down the line. Lover? Lava,
1: Lover, yeah. Lover?
0: <laughs> I think she'll end up there. Okay. Sussex? Sussex, yeah. Go on. Could be quite straightforward, really, looking at this.
1: Uh, yeah, it could be. Um, But with the size of the field, there's 12. I think you could get four places in this
0: um yeah the full decks aren't out so places aren't out uh, every, everywhere's offering free
1: yeah so i i think on the day you could and um that horse who we mentioned in the in the last race uh mohapa won this last year didn't he that was such a good sussex six and
0: it was a great sussex
1: to be honest i'm quite disappointed with this renewal i, I can't lie to you
0: yeah um, it's missing a bit of palace pier isn't
1: it yeah most definitely um, if Palace Pier rocked up here, he'd be the bet. So poetic flair, I mean, ought to win. He, he, he should, he should win. The way if he won at St James's Palace was phenomenal. If just he's not phenomenal.
0: winning by three lengths, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> really? Yeah.
1: So alcohol freezing here as well. I yeah, be,
0: um, she's a tricky horse.
1: Yeah. So with the Snow Lantern race, I, I don't think making the run suited her. No. And I think Oshin's probably learned that. Um, Snow Lantern looks as if she might go to the Nassau, no? Uh, I think she's off to the
0: Rothschild.
1: The Rothschild? Okay. Right. So we can scratch Snow Lantern then. So there might be a smaller field um, than previously mentioned. Shindit, I'm not too sure where he goes, but perhaps I might give him another chance. I'm not too sure. He, he seems to be a nearly horse. In his last couple of starts, I think he got a god awful ride in the St. James's Palace and he would have definitely been closer to Poetic Flair, but there was no beating him on the day. I think this one's quite straightforward. I think Poetic Flair will win and alcohol free represents value at about seven to one. I think you can get um, perhaps play her without the favourite, but I don't think it's one that you need to sort of make too complicated for yourself.
0: And uh, no, I've, I've got my Wednesday banker sorted up here. Poetic Flair doubled up with the dream in a head-to-head versus light refrain.
1: Two oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to um, one po- about the double?
0: Poetic Flair just wins, doesn't he? Who was the last horse I said that about? The name escapes me. Um, probably. All I, all, all, all I know course. is they didn't win.
1: It's Stradivarius. In no, the
0: Gold Cup. It was probably Batash in the King's stand.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. let just look that. was the other one on.
0: we were hella confident on? That sounded very American of me, didn't it? Oh.
1: Hella confident, man. Yeah,
0: we'll never say that again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You'll never say that again. You won't catch me <laughs> with the Americanisms.
0: It was Tinklers at um, York when Winter Power won. Aklum Express. But we can forgive him because he sweated up like a sweaty thing.
1: Yeah, he he's a free sweater, isn't he? Yeah, right, so. Fantastic, back, po- back to exactly.
0: <laughs> po- poetic flair wins. Um, I'd fancy Order of Australia to get the better of alcohol free.
1: Do you think? Yes. Would you play uh, the head to head market?
0: No. <laughs> Not confident enough on that. Um, I only really said that because you said alcohol free warrants value and they're the same price. <sighs> Don't crucify me. Okay. Battleground.
1: Right, consider yourself crucified.
0: He was rubbish in the guineas, then good on his next start. Was he good? Well, he was third to Poetic Flair. He, he yep. exceeded my expectations, anyway, put it that way. Okay. He beat home, Maximal chinned it, Thunder Moon. Cool, um, pant- performed. <laughs> he, he was pants in the pre John Pratt. Yeah. So, surely, by law of averages, his next start has to be good. Um, And he won the vintage over this course last year at mm. this meeting. That's the only thing that he's really got going in his favour. And I hate backing three year old war fronts, but twenty to one would possibly tempt me each way, especially at this stage considering Snowland and is possibly gonna get taken out.
1: And with Lope, uh One with of Lope price. and
0: Daughter of Australia might go, might get taken out as well.
1: With the price at, at twenty to one. There's a curveball in here, isn't there, with the hail. The French horse.
0: Um, I know nothing about this horse no he
1: nope. i've I've seen him run a few times actually in France, I think he has ran in the u k before, or am I waffling? Uh,
0: doesn't look like it,
1: yeah, I'm waffling um, so you think I know
0: say, Salisbury when it's Songclou?
1: no no, 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 I know <laughs> he's beaten some u k horses, put it like that.
0: He was fifth of eight behind space blues in a group three at Longchamp last year,
1: yeah. And I remember watching that race, and I don't think he had the rough of the green. Um, but he seems to me as a uh, six to seven furlong horse, to be honest. Um, but if they go a right clip, he will be staying on the death. And I think it's notable that they're sending him over for this. And I think you can get 25s.
0: Yeah, he can. He's run over a mile twice this season. He was second and first.
1: Marion Abad or whatever. That, that that's a nice horse. I've I've seen that, that the winner a few times now.
0: Uh, ran over a mile last year on heavy and was fifth of six.
1: Yeah, so I'm not New sure. it's a good booking. Well, yeah, it's, a- it's just interesting. I I thought that they'd send it all the way. Obviously, with this whole Brexit thing, making it much more confident. They've booked one of the. Contenders for the champion jockey, who's in real fine form. I think I'd I'd I'd, I'd tell you I'd much rather do Hale at twenty five to one than battleground at twenty.
0: Fair enough. Well, it's it's just looking for a bit of value, isn't it really? Because, yeah. because you, you already know the winner. Um, I, I like I like Chindit, like you mentioned, but if Pat Dobbs gives him a similar ride to what he gave him at Ascot, then he might as well be hundred to one.
1: It was it was it was horrible. I thought it was um, awful. he got him in all kinds of trouble that that day, and I think I I really fancied him for the St James's Palace as well.
0: You'll never guess which three horses I had in my um, combo tricast for that for that race.
1: Poetic Flair. Yeah.
0: yeah. Shinder. Yeah. Battleground. Nah, Lucky Vega. Vega. I got first, second and fifth Who didn't have a clear run
1: But I I think it's a really Disappointing renewal Even It'd be great if
0: Palace Pier was here
1: I genuinely don't think we've had a decent Sussex Since 2016
0: Didn't you say the last Sussex was really good
1: On form It was good to watch
0: Yeah Okay.
1: Siskin was a nothing horse really And he he was just overhyped yeah he was massively overhyped he didn't do anything really towards the back end of his three-year-old career but I think a vintage Sussex Stakes when you've got the younger horses taking on the older horses I think that year in 2016 with the Galileo, Gold and Rochester that was an absolute cracker they all finished the way I thought on the day they probably should have finished and on form I don't think we've had a better renewal since since then, to be quite honest with you.
0: Here comes when's escaping your memory, isn't it?
1: Here comes when. What's oh, a swamp my monster. The swamp monster, yeah. The original swamp monster.
0: <laughs> I can't I remember, believe you said that last year's Sussex was bad form. It was bad form. You, you had the English Guineas winner, you had the Irish Guineas winner, you had the Queen Anne winner, and then you had uh, the Group 2 Celebration Mile winner.
1: Yeah, but you've, you've got to take it in context. I genuinely think that was one of the worst crops of three-year-olds we've ever had um they can only beat the it, it, the horses that are in the same crop in these classics and it was a bang average year and i i genuinely can't think i don't think you can argue with that our three-year-olds this year would murder the three-year-olds of last year
0: oh yeah 100 percent. imagine saint mark's basilica lining up in this Oof.
1: yeah saint mark's basilica and palace pier in this would inject whole sort of new life into this The older horse, the French classic winner, dropping back down to a mile with a ton of foot. St James's Palace winner and a Guineas winner in here. That would make it a a cut above. But yeah, we've not seen a a real good renewal of this. So I'm just hoping that, although it looks straightforward in the betting, that we do have perhaps a head-bobbing finish or something can really serve it up. But this is bang average.
0: Fair enough. You're, You're entitled to your opinion. There's some good horses in there, but...
1: Yeah, when, don't get me wrong, I'm excited when, for it. It's probably the race I'm most excited for, because I love the Sussex Stakes, but I'd, I'd like to see some excitement, because on paper it looks as if, like, Poet Flair's just going to win by a few lengths, and it's just going to be boring for the for the just spectacle of the event. It's, it's it, the yeah. best race of the week.
0: It is always quite disappointing for me when I look at a race at a big festival and see an odds-on favourite. Because, one... You're expecting them to win, and two, it's not really a betting proposition.
1: Um, I agree.
0: Like it's, like Cheltenham, appreciate it was just a watch no, and enjoy race. No, we love that
1: Shishkin
0: Shish was just a watch and enjoy race. Oh, uh, Envoy <laughs> Allen, like as soon as you you, you know, you're probably going to play him in an acre of some sort. But as soon as that acre gets let down by one, you're not going to have another bet if that makes sense. Yeah. Because you, you sort of know the outcome um except,
1: well, for, it's, it's except these for the mass chase serious punters make a lot of money on isn't it
0: yeah i if mean had, i could never had, have the bottle to have like 1100 quid to win 800 on poetic flair but some people would and some people would get very rich from it
1: <laughs> yeah i mean these are the types of races that you would really want given given the field to properly get stuck into poetic flair yeah, um, I, I wouldn't exactly. blame you if you did. Um,
0: if, if there's a lot of rain, then you can try dream. and take him on. Um, yeah.
1: 40 to 1.
0: I'd, I'd go with alcohol free if it bucketed it down. Because I wasn't convinced she stayed a mile, but then she won the coronation in Heavy. And she was only three quarters of a length behind Snow Lantern last time out. So uh, Heavy's probably when, her... Prefer- I think
1: they got the tactics wrong as well. Yeah, he-
0: Heavy's probably her preferred ground
1: so i think by general consensus it's perfect fair to win possibly chuck them in a multiple and for me i would probably do alcohol free without the vav. yes i do i think that wraps us up with tuesday wednesday then
0: yeah we'll uh we'll end the first pod there um thanks for listening and hopefully you can tune into the second pod which will be out a day or two after this one
1: yeah for wednesday no Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then some Galway. G- Perhaps there's about for for clarity for the listeners. We're we're recalling Sunday now, and there's about four thousand in every race at the moment. Yeah, we'll probably just look at the hurdle and the play. It might go on for a while because Michael try and cover 3,500 5, of the four thousand runners. So
0: yeah, I'll give him, I'll give him <laughs> some honourable mentions.
1: <laughs> Ideal,
0: as is Hi. always the case. Well,
1: good luck for uh tuesday wednesday i think there could be a nice couple of doubles and trebles that you might be able to do across the two across the two days and hopefully we've got your winner or two
0: yeah thanks for listening see you next time